church. Please turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs 30. Today, we will look at the importance of God's word. We will be looking at verses 5 and 6. Please stand for the reading of God's word. And the Bible says, Every word of God is pure. He's showed unto them that put their trust in him. Add it on out unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for um, helping me to deliver this message. May you feel the spirit, Lord. Help me say the right words. And I'll calm my nerves. I pray you will please teach us the importance of your words today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. The first thing we are going to look at today is the Bible's guidance. We're all imperfect. We're all sinners. But did you know that you and I own the most perfect, precious, and holy book in the whole world? A Bible. Wow. Do you read it? You should. Do you know why? It says every word of God is pure. The Bible's pure words are what sustain and strengthen us. The Bible is a letter from God our Father that helps us get through life. Think of a dark dirt road full of ditches. Those ditches in life may be sin or trials. If we don't turn on our headlights and drive carefully, one of our tires may get stuck in a ditch. That's kind of like the Bible. The more we read it, the brighter our headlights become, and we won't get stuck in the ditch. However, the less we read the Bible, the dimmer our headlights become, and we won't see a ditch, a yard in front of us. We will get stuck. The Bible shines a, lot, a light on our path. It distinguishes good from bad, light from darkness. Psalm 118, says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, it aligns my path. This world is in darkness, and we all know that. The Bible is what we need to go through. As Christians, we are pilgrims just passing through. We're on our way to a better place. Think of the world as a hard journey, and you're going through it all. But all you have is this map. That map is the Bible. If you follow the directions on the map, and the signs God put along the path to warn you of upcoming disaster, you'll be successful and reach your destination. Those signs along the path are people that God put in our lives to guide and admonish us, whether that's parents, pastors, or friends. God puts people in our lives for a reason. Look back at verse, look back at verse 5 again with me. It says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. This is that every line, arrow, or direction on that map is pure and right. If you truly want to live the right way and follow God, you need to read God's word. Growing up, I used to not take my personal devotions in the morning seriously. I had lied in that I, in that I had done it or read the shortest psalm I could find. My dad said, the more we read the Bible, the more we know about God. The more we know him, the closer to him we come. The closer we are to him, um, the closer we are to God, the more like him we become. That's like one of the things close in the family now. If you really want to be like God and follow his ways, you need to read his word every day. If you're not faithfully reading God's word every day, then don't say you desire God's word for your life. Because if you really did, you would immerse yourself in God's word. The Bible is our guide. So we've looked at the Bible's guidance. Now let's look at the Bible's power. Please turn your Bibles to Acts 11.24. And while you're turning there, let me read you Isaiah 40, verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Aren't you glad that God's word will endure? That's never going to come to an end? Amen. The Bible is everlasting. The Bible is a powerful book. 
For generations, people have been trying to stamp out the existence of the Bible, but it kept enduring. You should be in their Bible. You should be there in your Bibles in Acts twelve twenty four. Acts twelve twenty four says, "But the word of God grew and multiplied." Hebrews four twelve says, "For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and and under the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart." It says, "The word of God is powerful. It was so powerful that people." Even Pharisees who knew the scriptures from top to bottom were amazed. Luke 4, 31 to 32 says, And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Wow. This really states it here, clearly here in this passage. God's word is not normal. And we each have at least one, uh, God's words are not normal. And we each have at least one entire copy of them. God's word is powerful. Number one, the Bible's power. Number two, the Bible's number one, the Bible's guidance. Number two, the Bible's power. Now, thirdly, let's look at respecting the Bible. Look back in verse six of Proverbs thirty again with me. It says, "Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar." There are many versions of the Bible today. However, the Bible says that we shouldn't add to it. Another thing is that some of us take the Bible for granted, or we just don't care about it. I recall sitting in a kid's junior church, and kids put their Bible on the floor underneath their seat. They put the most holy book in the world on the dirty floor. One time, I witnessed a kid throwing it. She threw the most holy book in the world on the dirty, filthy floor. I also heard somewhere that some people took God's holy word, ripped out the pages, and dropped it all on the toilet. These things shouldn't be. We should have more respect for God's holy word. Please turn your Bibles to Nehemiah 8.5. We need to reverence the Bible. Nehemiah 8.5 says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. All the people stood up for the union of God's word. That's reverence. Those people get the respect, the Bible, the respect they deserved. The Bible is not just the book, it's alive. But I like to see someone who really cares about the Bible. Psalm 118, 170 says, Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I, shall have, um, I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Is that our prayer and commitment to God, to have respect for his statutes? Psalm 118, says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. As Christians, we ought to have respect for God's holy word. People back then treasured the word of God so much, but didn't have a copy of it. They hung over God's word so much that they came pressing crowds. We need to respect God's word. We looked at the Bible's guidance, uh, the Bible's power, and respecting the Bible. The last thing I want to look at with you today is using the Bible as our spiritual weapon. Please turn your Bibles to Ephesians 6.17. The Bible is our spiritual weapon by which we can fight the devil. Ephesians 6.17 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. How are you going to fight through the battlefield without a sword? You can't hang up your sword on the wall for decoration and let it sit there and get rusty and dusty. You need to daily take up that sword and practice with it. We need to get together as fellow knights and spar with each other once in a while. If you did spar with someone today, would you fall short? You never know when the devil is going to attack or what kind of siege weapons he's going to use against your church. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is hard at work trying to destroy and take down everything that the Lord has put in place. As knights, under his royal banner of love, we need to take a stand and go out recruiting others for his purpose. Some people claim to be Christians, but when the time comes to take a stand, they won't defend the Bible. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing fall for anything. We need to take the Bible and use it to daily fight the devil. In conclusion, God's word is very important. It's our guide, it's powerful, it's worthy of our respect, and it's our weapon. We need to treasure God's word daily. I hope this message was an encouragement to you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this message. I pray that you help us, Lord, to apply this message to our daily lives, um, to let your word guide us and remember its power, to respect it, and to use it to fight the flesh, the world, and the devil. I pray for the rest of the day to go well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And uh, I'll tell you this, um, many years ago now, I, I came to the conclusion that the Bible was the most precious thing that we have. And, uh, you know, we, he didn't mention this, but the way we treat our flag with respect, I mean, we don't even, we don't let the flag touch the ground. We make sure there's a light on it at night. We have ways that we fold it and, and do all these things with it. And that's just a flag. I mean, and it, and it represents a lot, but it's just a flag of a country, right? And we treat that with such respect. And then it comes to the Word of God that represents everything that God gave to man, and we don't treat it with anywhere close to the same respect. I've been doing this for years and years and years and years, but you will never see my Bible sitting on the floor. You'll never see anything else sitting on top of my Bible. I don't put my phone on top of it. I don't put anything on top of it. I have a stack of books that I'm carrying. It doesn't matter how thin or small or whatever they are. The Bible always goes on top. And it's just, I mean, it's not, it's not anything I'm going to get a medal for, but it's just something that, you know, uh, the, the Bible is valuable. And the way that we res show respect for it shows us, shows how valuable we think it is. And, I mean, it's, uh, it is just a book, right? You can, a Bible can be replaced when it starts to fall apart, but your Bible ought to be the thing that you take care of the most. I've had this Bible, I think, for, for 25 years, this Bible. I use it for everything, and yet you see it's not falling apart. It's still in good shape because I take care of it. It's not just another book. It's the Word of God, and we ought to treat it as the Word of God, and you ought to think about that. I, I haven't really mentioned it too much. I, I think I've mentioned it a few times, but, you know, it's something that we ought to be teaching our kids how to do is take care of the Word of God. You know, it's not a, it's not a weapon. It's not a, it's not a toy. It's not, a, you know, it's not just some other book. We ought to treat it as the Word of God, and not just the fact that it is the Word of God that we can hold in our hands. <clears throat> it's all the things that he mentioned, uh, spiritually, too. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the way that we treat it and the way that we, we respect it shows how much we value it. Could you imagine how valuable you would hold your Bible if you knew that you were never going to be able to get another copy of it? That day may come sooner than we think. And then what? And I, I, again, I, I know it's just paper and, and, and leather or whatever your Bible is made out of, but you ought to treat it with respect. You ought to reverence it. You ought to, to, uh, to, to show the world that you love it. And you ought to not treat it like any other book. And uh, that's just a couple of things. He didn't really mention this necessarily other than mentioning that, that people throw it on the floor or set it on the floor and it doesn't really bother them, whatever else. You know, unless there's absolutely no other place to set it, uh, and you have to set it down because somebody's dying and you have to catch them. Uh, you ought not to put your Bible on the floor, 
right? Set it up on something. Put it on a shelf. Put it somewhere where it, it, you, it shows that you have that respect for it. And let the Bible be what's on the top of that stack wherever you're at. And uh, it's, it, it is just, it's a small thing. It's a small thing, but we do it for our flag. Why can't we do it for the Word of God? It's, it's, it, I think there ought to be rules for carrying your Bible the same way that we have rules for flag etiquette, rules for Bible etiquette. Maybe we'll make up our own and post them in the back or something. But uh, anyway, good message and uh, just a good reminder of what the Word of God is to us. Let's stand and we'll have a time of invitation. We'll pray and then the piano will play and give you an opportunity to make a decision if the Lord's dealt with your heart tonight. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you for the message. I thank you for all the young men and their dedication to to. Uh, wanting to do what's right. God, I pray that you'd help them to keep that desire and that you just use them in a great way uh, now and going forward, God, and, and uh, each of our young people, our young ladies as well. God, I pray that you would just help them, all of them, to know what your will is for their life and that they'd be willing to do it when they find out what it is. And God, I thank you for the message tonight. I pray that you'd use it in our hearts. We thank you for all you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. As